your guest, you know, they're evaluating whether I'm going to stay in a Marriott or whether I'm going to stay in your Airbnb. You need to meet the same standards as, as a hotel. And you know what? We've built the tools so that you can do it. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs, boutique hotels, and hospitality brands, and the hosts, operators, and entrepreneurs who have brought them to life. Every Tuesday and Friday, you'll meet the military veterans, the retired flight attendants, tech entrepreneurs, the school teachers, the single moms, and the real estate investors who are all, in their own unique ways, shaping the future of travel and hospitality. Discover how these visionaries from all over the world have built chic cabins in the mountains, designed bohemian bungalows on the beach, erected eclectic off-grid and nature-immersed escapes, and so much more. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, the internet's best destination for last-minute Airbnb deals. You can subscribe for free at Spontaneous.com. And I'm your host, Zach Cruz, co-founder and CEO of Spontaneous. All right, friends, enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Asif Karman, co-founder and CEO of Turnout, a marketplace that helps vacation rental hosts and property management companies simplify and automate cleaning. Asif was born and raised in Israel, and as a kid, his dream was to be a professional soccer player. And while that dream never came to fruition, in part because Asif spent most of his early sports career sitting on the bench, the determination, boldness, and focus he garnered as a child trying to level up his game has enabled him to become the entrepreneur that he is today. In this episode, Asif and I discuss the founding story of Turno, the recipe for a successful working relationship with your cleaning team, what separates the best cleaning teams from the rest of the pack, his thoughts on working with one team in a market versus multiple teams in the same market to reduce risk, and the biggest opportunities that he sees for entrepreneurs building new companies in the hospitality space. Oh, and one last thing, Turno has graciously offered Behind the Stays listeners a $150 Amazon gift card after you complete your first turnover with them. Simply go to turno.com, that's T-U-R-N-O.com forward slash Behind the Stays to claim this offer before March 31st. Again, that's a $150 Amazon gift card if you complete a cleaning with Turno before March 31st of 2024. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet Asif. All right, Asif, we are live. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I'm jealous. You are actually in my my homeland. Uh, you're in Honolulu, Hawaii right now, and you've been there for, for it sounds like, a, several years at least. Um, and I was born and raised in Kailua, so I'm jealous. I'm in D.C. now, but uh, I'm sure that the weather is, is, is quite beautiful uh, uh, today where, where you are. Well, you know, there's nothing like uh, Christmas in Hawaii, you know, <laughs> sunshine, palm trees, 79 degrees. Uh. <laughs> you sweat if you stay outside a little too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it, I'm super excited to to have this chat. And uh, I we, we've never spoken before, so this is like a, a, a real treat. But obviously, I'm familiar with Turno, and I know a lot of folks who listen to this podcast are, are probably customers of your guys' or at least have heard of, of you all. But um, I want to get into the whole story behind Turno and, and how you built the brand and, and built the business. But I wanted to actually kick off by 
asking you a question around how what you wanted to be when you were 10 years old. So if, if someone were to approach you as a 10-year-old and ask you what you wanted to do when you, you know, got bigger, you grew up, what would you have said? I was a very uninspiring 10-year-old. Uh, <laughs> and all I wanted to do was uh, to play as much soccer as I could. Uh, so I, I absolutely wanted to be a soccer player. I was completely unaware of how unrealistic of, <laughs> of a dream that was. And uh, yeah, failed on my face. I you know, joined like a youth team. I barely uh, played. I was benching the whole time. And yeah. That, that was- and, and, and yet you still, you something in you was like, no, but like, I just, I just need my moment. And, and, and once they see me, I'll, I'll make it big. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there was one game where, I, you know, it was towards the end of the game. They let me play. I was like, okay, you know, this guy's been traveling with us all this time. Let him, let him play at least once. And I, and I scored a goal and I was like, yes, they've seen it. <laughs> they've seen how good I am. But then next game I again, didn't open. So yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> you wanted to be a professional soccer player that dream was cut short. Um, so talk to us a little bit about like, as you, as you grew up and, and, and got older, did you, did you see yourself going into business? Would you have described yourself as, as an entrepreneur? Like what, where did you think you'd land professionally as you, as you grew up a bit? So, you know, my story of entrepreneurship is a little bit somewhat delayed. Um, so I grew up in a, in a house where, you know, my parents were entrepreneurs my dad, was, you know, was running a business, was a fairly big business. Um, and I kind of, you know, always hung out with my dad. He would always take me to work, um, have me help in the business. And kind of, I kind of got a, a bit a view of what it looks like to run a business and the kind of mentality you need to have, the risk taking yeah. and, and everything that goes into, you know, employing people and, and investing your own money and time. Uh, so I had that role model of entrepreneurship. Um, I was also, you know, very geeky kind of kid, uh, other than soccer, I was into computers and into science. So it was natural for me to go into kind of software engineer career. Okay. Um, and, but, you know, I've I've got a lot of satisfaction from, from that career and, you know, building things and, um, feeling, you know, very important. Uh, but that entrepreneurship risk-taking reward wasn't there for me. Um, mm. And that what um, ultimately led me to go to business school. I felt like I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, but just didn't know enough. Uh, so I wanted to get that background, uh, wanted to round my education a little bit more. Um, and then right out of business school, I started Turner. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So, so you... You were born in in Israel. How uh, at what point did you come to the the states? Was it for for college? Was it for for graduate school? What uh, what 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 initially brought you to the United States? So I was I was a love immigrant, really. Okay. I, I met my I guess my now ex wife in um, in Israel. She was uh, from New York. Uh, you know, we we met each other. We got married. Then we moved together to New York. I, you know, worked in New York City for a while, then in Boston, then moved to Hawaii for for uh, business school. Um, but I never never planned to leave, leave Israel, but you never know where life will take you. Uh, 
from Israel to Hawaii. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know that that I don't know how many other people have that story. <laughs> There's a few, you know, a handful. Okay, a handful. <laughs> a handful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go out. Okay, so you uh, go to business school and you go to business school in, in Hawaii. What? Why? Why Hawaii? Like, of, of all the places to to go. I mean, again, that's that's one of like the furthest places you can go from from Israel, let alone from the you know east coast of the United States. Like so what 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 brought you to the islands? It was a combination of, you know, they have offered me free tuition. Wow. To, to go to business school there. They thought I was a good candidate. They thought I had uh entrepreneurship uh potential. I guess they were right. Uh <laughs> and you know just things worked out with the family and you know we at the time wanted a change, wanted to leave cold Boston for somewhere warmer. So it all kind of worked out perfectly. So, you know, I went to, to business school in, in UH, University of Hawaii. Then I met my um, future co-founder, Tim, uh, also doing his MBA. At the time was hosting on Airbnb and wow, kind of witnessed firsthand kind of the challenge mm. and all the friction that... Um, is there, you know, you go into yeah. it thinking, oh, this is probably like a great passive income stream. I'm just going to put it on Airbnb and it's just going to, money is going to trickle into my bank account. But, but you uh, don't realize just how much work you're signing up for. Um, and being a software engineer, being able to identify, well, listen, what's going on here is a combination of kind of, you know, a scheduling problem and a human resource problem. And maybe if we build a platform that solves both, we can make hosting so much easier uh, for people. Yeah. And, and you're specifically talking about like the the challenges involved with turning over uh, a stay, right? So exactly. guest checks out, new guest checks in a few hours later, later, how do you make sure that you've got you know, cleaning people coming and and bringing and, and ensuring that the product, the, the room, the home, whatever it might be, is is ready, right, for 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 that next guest. And obviously, we saw you know, kind of ebbs and flows. I think during COVID, in particular, of like you know some great examples. People were very very cautious. Um, you know, I, I I remember seeing those like photos. I don't know if you remember this pop up on Airbnb listings saying like you know. There would literally be like cleaning supplies people would take a photo of and put it on put yeah. it on as like one of their listing photos to show like, no, 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 like we've got, you know, all the Clorox and all the, you know, bleach and literally everything you could possibly need. Like we, you know, we, we've got it. Um, and, and yet, you know, it's, while, while that has changed and I think a lot of those photos have been taken down, the need for for great service um, has, has only increased, especially as I think like the product right around designing a really beautiful experience for guests especially for more unique stays, as those have grown in popularity, it doesn't matter how gorgeous your treehouse is or how you know stunning your cabin is. If it's not clean, people aren't going to want to stay there. So, yeah. so, so like, where where did the idea for for Turno uh, uh, originate? So you were in business school, you were you were hosting yourself, and you realized, oh my gosh, we need a platform that essentially is, is sort of like you know the Uber for you know Airbnb cleaning or, or, or what have you. I don't know how you would position it, but like, is, is that pretty much how the idea originated or, or, or was there a specific moment where you realized, oh, this is a big opportunity? Uh, so I was doing it. Initially, I was cleaning myself. Horrible idea. Very stressful. <laughs> I'm not good at cleaning. Like, who am I kidding? Uh, yeah. Quickly realized that's not sustainable. 
decided to, you know, trying to hire people, incredibly difficult to hire people. Yeah. So many, like, flake, so much flakiness and, like, inconsistency uh, and difficulty communicating and, you know, making sure people were coming at the right time. They were not understanding, like, just how critical it is that they be there on time, right? People, yeah. they're used to cleaning, you know, homes and like, okay, I'm not going to make it today. I was like, what do you mean you're not going to make it today? Someone is coming at three o'clock, you know? So you'd be like, oh, fuck, I have to run and clean yeah. myself. And it's just like, what am I doing? This is not what I signed up for. Um, yeah. But then it clicked to me, like, I think we can solve this if we mm. can just make like a really great scheduling platform so people mm. know exactly when to go and what to do. And th those, you know, uh, scheduling changes with the guest changes. Um, and then we also needed a platform to keep people accountable. Mm. Make sure that, okay, if you flake on me, there's going to be, be a, a bad review associated with it. And mm. on the flip side, making sure that the people who are consistent and good, that they get rewarded with yeah. great reputation and they're able to build a good business. Um, yeah. And this is this is what it is. We're marrying a scheduling platform to make sure that you don't have to communicate, um, you know, the cleaning schedules with a mobile app that lets cleaner capture, um, you know, images, checklist, track inventory. Uh, we record location, start time, end time uh, with a platform that rewards uh, the good cleaner and keeps the ones that are not accountable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly didn't realize there was that whole review component. That's, that's amazing. So, so are most people that use like Turno are, are, is the, is the idea that it is more or less sort of like, it, I mean, it's a gig, it's a gig economy product in that what I like request a cleaner for this particular day at this particular time. No, so and that's a good distinction. Yeah, so we match you with someone Okay. Um, and then you work with that person on an ongoing basis because we understand that there's a learning curve with every yeah. property. Um, and the first time you clean it takes you a long time. And then the second time is easier because you know where everything is and you know what the expectations yeah. are. Um, so we match people and create, you know, these long-term relationships. But at the same time, there's accountability that's built into yeah. it. Um, and then there's all the automation to keep things easy and the service um, experience elevated. Hey guys, so I was scrolling on Instagram the other day, as I often do, and I was looking at some of my favorite Airbnb accounts, and I stumbled upon something that was truly incredible that I just have to tell you all about. It's called Bookly. Think of Bookly as a link tree designed exclusively for Airbnb hosts and STR property managers. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're a hospitality entrepreneur that cares about building your brand. One of the best ways to do that, as you all know, is Instagram, which is why so many of you invest a lot of time in building a beautiful highly curated Instagram following. But knowing where to direct your Instagram followers is always a little bit of a challenge, right? People ask me all the time, Zach, should I send people to my direct booking site? Should I send them to my listing on, on Airbnb? Because you've got incredible reviews there. The list, if you direct them to your direct booking site, right? The Your direct booking uh, site might be a little bit clunky, especially on mobile. But if the guest books there, then you save money and they save money and it's a win-win. Or maybe you're trying to test out new OTAs like Verbo and Booking.com. 
Well, what's amazing about Bookly is that you don't have to decide. Bookly allows you to create a stunning link and bio page that showcases everything about your property across all platforms. Bookly pulls in and aggregates your reviews across Airbnb, Verbo, and other OTAs, and then invites guests to book via your direct booking site or their preferred OTA. One of the biggest obstacles guests have about booking directly is the trust factor, right? So reviews featured on OTAs like Airbnb, they give people a level of confidence that the highly curated testimonials that you have on your own website just don't. Well, what's amazing about Bookly is guests can read the reviews that folks leave of your home on Airbnb, Verbo, etc. And then once their fears have been eased, they can save money by booking directly with you via the button below. Bookly is so easy to use and customize. Their drag and drop editor makes it easy for you to add custom photos, create new buttons, to direct your followers to special offers, and to add and, and quickly remove photos as the seasons change. And you can do all of this in seconds. So if you're a hospitality entrepreneur serious about growing your brand on Instagram, Bookly is a must try. They're incredibly affordable too, with plans just starting at $9 a month. So I want you to I'll take five minutes and, and, and go learn a little bit more about Bookly. You can visit their website at bookl, that's B-O-O-K-L dot E-E, or just Google Bookly, or just click the link in the show notes below. And if you are a behind the stays listener, which hopefully you all identify as if you are listening to this podcast, you can save 20% off your first year when you reference behind the stays at checkout, okay? So check out Bookly. It's incredible, super amazing widget. And if you do talk to the team there, tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. One of the things that uh, folks who've come on the show have talked about before with respect to cleaning, and, and actually, like, we haven't talked much about this on, on the pod, which is uh, an oversight. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. But, you know, one of, one of the things folks talk about is, okay, if you've got, let's say, 10, 15, you know, homes in a particular market, and, and you're the property manager for all those market for all those homes, and or you own all the homes, having all your eggs in one in one basket, right with one cleaner or one cleaning team can, can be really risky. Because if you, for whatever reason, decide to break up with that cleaner or, or, or that team, then you've got to find somebody to clean 12, you know, 15, 15 different properties. How, how do you guys work with folks who, who have larger portfolios? Are you assigning multiple people, multiple cleaning teams to, to, to you know, the, this portfolio? Or like, how, how does that work? So we're very flexible. So if you come to Turno, um, you can bring your team with you. Um, okay. Then you can oh. also mix and match cleaners from a marketplace and kind of additional cleaners that you get. And, you know, the reason people go with one provider is because it's easier than dealing with multiple ones. But when you have yeah. a dedicated platform uh, to handling all your cleaning, uh, then you can have five different teams. Yeah. And with no additional effort. Um, so it, it is highly recommended to have at least two providers trained on every property uh, just to make sure that you eliminate the risk of, you know, someone quitting, someone being sick, someone's car being, you know, broken down or someone just flaking, yeah. right? Which is what, yeah. ha which happens. So if you have multiple providers trained on every single property, then you're, you're planning ahead, right? Yeah. You're not going to have that moment where, you know, someone flaked, they didn't even bother telling you, a guest shows up, 
to an unturned place is dirty. Place. And, yeah. then, yeah, and then you <laughs> right? You have to refund yeah. them. You have to find them something else to stay. It's, it's a nightmare, right? Yeah. Uh, but in order to have that redundancy without increasing your workload, you need a platform. So this is what we're here for. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you talked about earlier, uh, you know, the accountability, right? And this idea that I would imagine based on what I've learned from your website, right? Like there's this, there's photos, people take photos, they like photograph each room or each location. I'm sure that I'm sure that the host can decide like, Hey, you know, cleaning team, this is my expectation after every clean, these are the photos I want to see. And, and in lieu of a platform, like I talk to people all the time who like, you know, they, they're sending like photos to their cleaning team via their iPhone, like hoping that like, you know, someone on the other end is going to clean it like that iPhone picture that they sent. And then when that cleaner cancels, then they have to go and find, you know, the photos of like, you know, their place, the way that they like it. And they're scrolling all through their like, yeah. you know, photo library. And they've, you know, they're scrolling through thousands of photos, trying to find the right ones. And like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But like that, that is the reality that many people live through. So it's cool to hear that there are, there are offerings like yours uh, that, that enable, that, that just helps make that a lot easier for people and and you i would imagine can set the standard of like hey this is what this room looks like you know should look like right this is how this is the experience i want to design for my guests and any photograph that fails to be a clone of the ideal that's where conversations with your with your team can happen yeah you know i wouldn't go as far as a clone but you know at least having hey this is how it should look like yeah um this is what I want done, uh, goes a long way towards making it happen. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just really easy. Like we've built this tool. Um, if you have just one property, by the way, and you're bringing your own cleaner, then it's absolutely yeah. free to use. So we, oh, wow. We have Amazing. a free tier. If you have one property, if you have your own cleaner, just go ahead and use it. It's going to save you hours every day. You're going to be sending me Christmas cards. i love to hear it so i want to i want to get your thoughts right on based off of the data you guys have collected and things that you've learned like what what does a good successful relationship between a property manager or 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 a host and a a cleaning team look like like are there any pro tips or or things that you've advised you advise people when they're when they're signing up to really keep in mind in order to ensure that you know it's going to be a long-term successful relationship for both parties yeah, absolutely. So tip number one, yeah, communicate intently, like build your checklist of the things that you want done. Because if you if you don't tell people what you want, it's very hard for them to make it happen. Yeah. Um, if you just like, oh, just go and clean, and then you get disappointed when they don't do something specific, it's not fair to them, right? If you yeah. want something specific, make sure you communicate it through your checklist. Um, Second of all, have redundancies, right? Make sure you have two cleaners um, that you work with because some people are, you know, people are going to get sick. People's cars are going to break down. People's kids are going to, you know, need to be picked up from school early. You know, things happen, life happen. Um, But if we, you know, if we plan ahead, then we can avoid um, the, you know, the consequences. Yeah. And, and also just yeah. make sure that, you know, some people look for like the absolute cheapest uh, provider and, and kind of fail to, to know that there's someone whose livelihood 
it is to 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 make your business happen. So um, just just be understanding of that and 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 know that there's people on the other hand who, who need to make a living and uh, yeah. you know act accordingly. Well, well, also, right? Like, I mean, one of the things I hear all the time from people is is just how hard it is to find great cleaners, and it's like. You know, I, like I, I interview a lot of people on this podcast who have got incredible places like all around the world. And some of them are in like, you know, a little bit more of like a remote setting. And and they, their, their biggest challenge is like, hey, we've got this incredible product that we've built, but it's really difficult to find people that can clean up to the standard that we want and that and that are also reliable. And I think to your to your point, one of the hardest things is like, you know, you, you ask them, well, how much are you spending? Or like, how much like are you like budgeting for cleaning? And then you realize they are trying to ch- take the cheapest, you know, option. And then it's like, well, no wonder, like, no yeah. wonder, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, wh- what are your thoughts on like, kind of like where the, where, where this goes longer term? Like, do you think we'll see, like, I was talking to a buddy the other day and he has, uh, you know, 10 different units on a particular site and he's actually working right now to build it's and it's a little bit more remote but he's working actually to build a housing uh for like staff housing on on property because he wants the right people uh to be able to like live there and and you know be able to pay them a, a, a decent salary and whatnot like do you do you think that we'll see a lot more of that happen do you think that the industry is still too young for that what are your thoughts there i don't, I don't know that it's going to see a lot more of that but i can tell you that you know in places where people can't afford to live don't yeah. expect to find help uh, mm. you know if it's like a really remote mountain town in the middle of you know the rockies yeah. and there isn't an affordable place to live within an hour drive then where are you going to find help yeah there's you know it's just a that, that's the issue. And I, and I think in, do, if, in those towns, if someone is going to take the initiative and, you know, provide housing, then that can solve that problem. But, we, you know, we have a housing problem in this country uh, yeah. where it's getting exceedingly more expensive to, to you know, to afford rent. So, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, and yet, Right. As as this particular category of hospitality, the short term rental space, as it professionalizes, like, yeah, guest expectations of a incredible clean product are only increasing. Right. So you, you've got all this, you've got all these like forces at play where, you know, it's more expensive to live places, especially in these, you know, remote areas where you're seeing sort of these like landscape hotels pop up these, you know, super cool, unique Airbnbs, right, you're, you're seeing a lot of this happen. But it's it's really difficult to find the right the right help the right talent right to to come in and ensure that guest experience is 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 up to snuff and I think like that's that's ultimately one of the like biggest challenges if not the biggest challenge to the industry from from a professionalization standpoint right like people talk all the time about people why people go to hotels or why people have at least historically gone to hotels they know that if I go and I stay in a Marriott I'm going to at least get a clean bed I'm going to get help. Right, I, I'm gonna have you know my needs met if if I need that, uh, in in whatever needs I I I have to 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 be met. Right, applying that to this category is is just different, um, and 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 quite frankly, like harder. And so I think that if the baseline of any sort of like professionalization is just 
ensuring that there is a clean, usable product. If that baseline isn't met, nothing else really matters or, or the industry is not going to progress far enough and, and fast enough uh, if if we don't have the, the table stakes taken care of. I absolutely agree with you. And I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't compare ourselves to other vacation rentals. You should always compare yourself to a hotel because mm. your guests, you know, they're evaluating whether I'm going to stay in a Marriott or whether I'm going to stay in your Airbnb. Uh, yeah. Your short-term rental, so you need to you need to meet um, the same standards as as a hotel. And you know what? We've built the tools so that you can do it. Mm. We've built the tools so that you can do it, and um, it's not that hard to do uh, if you have the right tools in place. So we there are. I want to you know what it takes is like you know great cleaning and and a great process so that. It just happens in a very consistent way. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask a little bit about sort of what lesson do you guys have learned when when building turnout? Like, what what feedback have you gotten product? Like, what what are some what are some of like the most helpful features that people have found through the platform? And then like, what are, where are some areas that you guys are innovating and, and continuing to build to help solve for new challenges that have emerged? You know, I think we've learned that. Um, people want kind of immediate gratification and satisfaction, and yeah, um, and we've kind of borrowed a lot of ideas from from Airbnb, you know, which we we'll mm. look we'll look up to. So, for example, in the past, you would say, "Hey, okay, I need a cleaner," and then we would send out um, you know proposals to all the cleaners in the area and then they would respond when they would respond so this it could take yeah. like you know a couple of hours to get a couple of bids so now we improved it so that the cleaners kind of pre-bid based on specific parameters so that you get all the cleaner bids much quicker uh, mm. and whenever you submit your search you get a list um, of bids that are that are, you know, people are committed to, uh, but you get them right away. Uh, so that helps people um, find the cleaners that they need, like with, you know, just a click of a button. Um, another, another, you know, lesson is, yeah. you know, we're, we're building a platform that serves two, two populations. We have the hosts and then we have the cleaners uh, and we need to make sure that it's, it's balanced between the both yeah right so yeah you can't build a feature that makes life a lot harder for one group versus the other so we, we need to make you know strike a, a balance uh between the two and you know sometimes we get complaints with hosts sometimes we get complaints from, from cleaners uh but we really try to to have a balanced approach so that everyone gets more value without any one group uh, suffering. Yeah. Are there, based off of what you've learned from uh, the cleaners in, in, in your, your marketplace, like, are there a lot of folks that are like leaving hotels to come and do this stuff full time? Like, like, is, is there, are, are you seeing sort of this shift in a, you know, maybe I used to clean for the Marriott or in Waikiki and, and now, and now I'm, you know, cleaning for, 20 short-term rentals, uh, you know, every day is, is that, so, and, and I own my business. Like, like, are, are you seeing, are you guys seeing this sort of shift or, or, or not quite? 
I don't know that there's a particular shift from hotel housekeeping to, to vacation yeah. rental cleaning. Uh, but I can tell you that it's for someone who is entrepreneurship, you can build a pretty good business yeah. by building a short-term rental cleaning company. Because, yeah. You know, all you have to do is be consistent, be on time. Um, yeah. yeah. Over time, you're going to build your reputation. You're going to dominate the search results on turnout. You're going to add more and more customers uh, and you're going to be able to build a great service business. So we've seen people yeah. start with just cleaning by themselves um, to over time, having, you know, 50 employees turning over oh, wow. 20 units a day. Um, and, and it's, I think to me, that's the most rewarding thing is to see people build a business on top of our platform. Um, you know, just by being consistent, that's really all it is. Yeah. Just be yeah. fair, be consistent, be on time. Um, obviously, be in a good market. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. Like, I, I think about um, Turo, the uh, the car rental yeah. uh, app, right, where you can, like, book a car. Um, it's sort of like the Airbnb for, for car rentals for folks that aren't familiar. And, and what's really interesting is like, I use it all the time because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always traveling to places where like, there are like no rental cars for whatever reason, or like I wait to book until like the last minute and there are, you know, enterprises out or, of cars. This, this is less of a problem now during COVID though, when I was traveling, it was like, it was always, it was impossible to find rental cars. Anyhow, what's really cool when you talk to some of these, these turtle hosts is that they, they've got like fleets, right. Of, of cars. And they've got like 10, 15, in some cases, like 50 cars, they've got people that work for them and they've been able to build these like really cool businesses because of this platform. And it's just, it's cool. I mean, a lot of people listening to this podcast are their co-hosts. They built property management companies or or co-hosting businesses because of Airbnb, right? They're entrepreneurs. They, They own and operate their own business thanks to Airbnb. And like, it's cool to hear that that same thing is happening. Thanks to, thanks to Turno. I think in many ways, it's actually easier to build a business on Turno than it is on Turo. You don't need an asset. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't need an asset <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, you just need to have, you know, the muscle, you need to be able to find basically the value that you bring is you are able to find talent and you're able to mobilize your talent to the right place at the right time, uh, yeah. which we have technology to help you do. So we actually have another app called Taskbird, which is for cleaning company management. So if you okay. have, if you want to build a cleaning business on Turno, you can use the Taskbird app to manage your team. Your wow. you know, 10, 20, 30 cleaners that need to do you know, different turns um, throughout the day. Uh, so really it just takes some hustle and again, consistency. Can't say that word enough. Uh, <laughs> and you can you can build a great service business. Last minute cancellations suck, and that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site, and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. 
Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form, and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. I want to ask a couple final questions as we as we prepare to wrap here. One is just because you you're an entrepreneur yourself and and you are are, are building Turno and uh, it, you know I'm sure there's there's a lot of of things to still do in this business and that to you know see it grow is 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 quite exciting. I'm sure you guys have a, a whole product roadmap that you're still that you're still working through, but. What, what are some opportunities that you see in this space? A lot of the people that listen to this podcast are, are entrepreneurs. They might be new to hospitality. They might have built a tech company previously. Uh, they might have you know just launched a couple of Airbnbs and now want to go build a co-hosting business, uh, et cetera. But most of the people that listen to the show are, are pretty entrepreneurial minded. What, what opportunities do you see in, in this space to, to build businesses? So I think that a lot of people limit themselves to their close geographic environment. So if, you know, mm. if I live in, in Honolulu, I might all, only look at property management opportunities in Honolulu or Airbnb mm. opportunities in Honolulu. But with the technology that's available today, you can operate Airbnbs anywhere. Mm. Right, you because yeah. you think, oh my god, like you know, I need boots on the ground everywhere. But we are your boots on the ground. Mm. Yeah. So we, I see people with Turner accounts that have properties all over the country. Wow. You know, we recently we just like, oh, we need to kind of, you know, work a little bit on our time zone because there's people who are managing teams across time zones. Uh, and sometimes it gets a little confusing, but in through this process, we, we I've seen people who have properties, you know, in Vegas, in Honolulu, in Vancouver, in North Carolina, and I'm just like, wow. wow, this is really cool. Like they're able to grow their business um, without geographic limitation, which is like the ultimate yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that is amazing, and like I yeah, I'm smiling and laughing as you're talking because. So my wife and I have a have a condo that we rent out in DC, and we were when we were traveling, we were we tra- we lived like full time on Airbnb for like a year and a half, and we just hopped to new short term rentals, and it was like this amazing experience. But you know, we uh, our tenant like had an issue or whatever, and it's like we just use like TaskRabbit, like we don't have like a handyman ourselves, but we just use TaskRabbit. We like find read reviews, we book through TaskRabbit. A plumber comes a couple hours later, takes care of the issue. And, you know, our, 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 our tenant thinks like, you know, we sent our buddy from down the street and it's just, it's just really cool that you can, because of platforms like the one that you guys have built, you really can be anywhere. You really can manage your business from anywhere. You can grow your business in, in, in any time zone. And that's, that's like the power of the internet, right? Like that, it's just so unbelievably remarkable and it just presents so much opportunity for all kinds of people at all sorts of, of, of levels to, to build like pretty meaningful businesses. Exactly. Exactly. So if you ask me what the opportunity is, is, you know, go beyond 
you know, where you live. Um, mm. And there's also kind of different, you know, profiles of returns um, in, in, you know, places you've never heard of. <laughs> is there is there a particular market or, or area that you think there's there's a lot more opportunity to to build a hospitality business in? You know, I think kind of a, as a macro trend, kind of the, the mega touristy destinations are getting like more and more crowded every year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to yeah. the point where they're no longer fun. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then people yeah. are, you know, kind of exploring different cities um, that might not be as, as glamorous, but, you know, are less crowded and are just as fun. You know, I was just in Europe uh, earlier this year, spent a couple of days in, in Barcelona, which is you know, a beautiful city, but just so crowded. Yeah, yeah. And then spent another couple of days in, in Seville, which is mm. unbelievably beautiful city that's completely kind of, I wouldn't say empty. It's just like has normal people living their life and a couple of tourists here and there. And it's yeah. a really authentic, beautiful place. I don't want to ruin it now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I would go there over Barcelona because it's just, you know, yeah, not yeah. as crowded. It's kind of a more authentic experience. And I think it opens the door to, and, and I think kind of applying this lesson, you know, more globally, not just to this, these two cities that, I think more people are are going to go to, I wouldn't say second tier cities, like just yeah, less popular yeah cities uh, for for vacation. And you know, if, if people, everyone is going to you know to Tahoe and Telluride, and it, get, it gets really crowded, really expensive, then people start exploring kind of like you know more local ski destinations. Well, and I mean, like to, to piggyback on that, right before and in, in, in some cases, in many contexts too, it's a lot of you know people that want to go to these nice places, like they also want to stay in like nice accommodations. And historically, like there haven't been a lot of like really nice accommodations in these, you know, maybe more remote uh, uh, places or not even remote places, but like, you know, a, a tier two or tier three city. But now I think in large part because of what we've seen over the last couple of years and, and the the class of hospitality entrepreneurs that have like come into the short-term rental market, we're now seeing like unbelievably beautifully designed places in remote areas, right? Yeah. Places that, you know, will give a four and five-star hotel a significant run for their money, right? In, in these places. So now like you can go to a place that maybe is a little bit less populated, like Seville or, or, or whatever. And you don't have to compromise on like not being able to stay in like a nice place yeah. that you could get in Barcelona. Like you can stay in a nice place. It, again, it might be a short-term rental, not a hotel, but like it might be just as nice, if not nicer than what you could get in Barcelona. So it's cool to just see how short-term rentals have actually are, are you know, in large part helping create these more luxurious kind of like stays and experiences in these you know, second or, or, or third thought about destinations. Exactly. And, you know, you can, and you can stay ahead of the trend because, you know, building a, let's say building a hotel, you know, it's, it takes like five years. Yeah. Right? But, but, <laughs> yeah. You know, finding a property, staging it, getting it up on Airbnb, it's, it's you know, it's a matter of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can stay ahead of the trend. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, th this is exciting. I, I'm so glad, uh, Asif, that you guys are building uh, Turno and that you've had the success that you've had already. I know that you are, there's loads more to come. Um, and I can't wait to continue to watch you guys grow and, and scale. But for folks who are listening to this podcast who are struggling to find, uh, you know, great, great cleaners, right? Um, and who are interested in learning a little bit more about, about Turno, what's, th what's the best way for them to get in touch and what's the best way for them to learn more? So we have a special offer for your listeners. So if you go oh, to look at that. Turno.com forward slash behind the stays, there's a $150 Amazon gift card waiting for you once you complete your first project with your new cleaner. Amazing. Look at that. I didn't even know this was coming. That's awesome. Um, well, great. Hey, yeah, folks, if you're tuning in and many of you reach out to me uh, often and ask if I have resources or, or uh, people that I know that can recommend great cleaners, I know this is a challenge, especially for those of you who are building really cool offerings in, in you know, more more remote locations. Check, uh, Be sure to check out Turno and see if they might be a great fit for you. But awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy life to Share a little bit about your story with us. Share a little bit about your musings on the industry with us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me, Zach. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Behind the Stays. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode. Feel free to shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, or find me on X, formerly Twitter, at ZBoozy, that's Z-B-O-O-Z-E-E, -E, or on LinkedIn at Zach Boozy Cruz. If this is your first time tuning in, it's a pleasure to have you, and we hope to have you back again soon. If you've been a listener for a while, though, I'd greatly appreciate if you could subscribe and then leave us a rating and review of the show wherever you are currently streaming this podcast. Last but certainly not least, Spontaneous and Behind the Stays are totally bootstrapped, and my ability to bring you these stories is only possible because of our incredible advertising partners. We're very much a startup show, and while our growth rate is amazing, thanks to all you who keep tuning in and sharing our show with your friends and family, we haven't quote-unquote made it yet. So if you could do me a huge favor and go and check out the sponsor for today's episode in the show notes below, I would greatly appreciate it. Even if their offering doesn't make sense for you right now, sending them a quick message on social or an email, just saying that you're listening to the show and you appreciate their support would be incredibly amazing. All right, friends, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you on the next episode of Behind the Stays.